This week, Britain began a diplomatic campaign to draw up new rules for responsible behaviour in space. The idea behind this resolution is to look at uh, space security in a different way from how we've traditionally done it. For a long time, we've been trying to look at the problems of objects in space and try to sort of regulate objects. It's become apparent, really, that that's, that's incredibly difficult to do in space. What, what we're trying to do is to instead to look at behaviours in outer space, how close they come to other objects, how quickly they move. UK Ambassador Aidan Little, he presented the resolution to the UN General Assembly. So what's the scale of the problem of space littering and how might things go wrong? Adam Murphy spoke to John Zarnecki, Emeritus Professor of Space Sciences at the Open University and former President of the Royal Astronomical Society, starting with how much detritus we've already left floating around up there. We know of something like 30,000 objects in orbit around the Earth. That's based on tracking from the ground with radar and sensitive optical detectors. But of those, only about or maybe two to three thousand are actually active satellites. The rest is, is broadly speaking, what we call space debris or space junk. And it's anything from non-functional satellites, satellites that have failed, that have come to the end of their life, through to fragments of satellites, spent rocket motors, you know, that have put uh, satellites into their final orbit, down to much smaller bits and pieces, including items that astronauts have dropped, a pair of pliers and a spanner, I think, floating around there. Perhaps less, even less pleasant is uh, human waste that uh, has been dumped from some of the, the space stations in the past. It freezes and you know, becomes quite a nasty projectile. So there's an incredible number and range of sizes of objects up there in, of course, all sorts of different orbits. Is it kind of busy up there, though? Because there might be a lot of things, but space is also big. So is it crowded or is there still quite a lot of room up there? Well, the fact that most satellites operate most of the time without being hit means that there is still a lot of space up there. Um, But there have been cases of damage or even complete failure due to impact. You know, it's not that frequent, but it happens. And and of course, the the number of objects, as, as we use space more and more for so many things, that number has generally been going up. And in fact, in the early days of of space activity, it went up pretty fast because, you know, it's partly through lack of knowledge or appreciation of the problem. And I would say that in the last 20 years that most spacefaring nations have come to appreciate this as a problem. And so most countries, most entities, behave a lot more responsibly now. There are protocols which most people follow. The trouble is, with a lot of these bits and pieces, they can be in orbit for a long, long time. Higher up, the the orbits can take hundreds, thousands, even tens of thousands of years to decay. So that's a big problem. And then would you be able to tell us a little bit about sort of 
taking that to the worst case scenario. Yeah, well, in the 1970s or 80s, there was a NASA scientist, Don Kessler, who was working on, on the topic of space debris. And he was sort of modeling what might happen in the future. And he came to realize that you could get to a situation where once the density of junk got above a certain value, you would essentially get a runaway effect. You know, one of these pieces would hit a satellite that will break up into, you know, thousands, 5,000 pieces, say. And then each of those or many of those would further impact with large satellites and you'd get a runaway effect. And, and, and essentially this could make certain orbits uh, around the Earth essentially unusable for, for, for space activity. So this, you know, this modeling work had a dramatic effect. And, and I think the agencies really woke up to the seriousness of the problem. We obviously haven't got to that critical stage yet but it's a serious problem but at least almost everybody has woken up to it let's hope so john zarnecki there speaking with adam murphy botox cosmetic out botulinum toxin a fda approved for over 20 years so talk to your specialist to see if botox cosmetic is right for you for full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. 